hey, to all my female baggage droppers out there, I have a question for you. Do you like gold or silver? Well, at Brienne and Company Jewelry Store, you can find anything that you like. That's right. Brienne and Company is a jewelry boutique that has durable minimalist jewelry. She uses genuine pearls, local shells and sea glass, natural gemstones, and of course, precious metals. And these are all quality handcrafted designs by Brienne Light herself. Go and visit her at her website, brienneandco.com, or go to her Instagram that's always popping, at Brienne and Company. Thanks, Brienne. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope, and teach you a technique that can help you cope. To, uh, we, th- uh, This is me, your guest, Charles Woolfork, the self-talk engineer, and I am here with the phenomenal Megan Colley. Now, Megan is from Chicago, Illinois. Now, Megan is a mindset manifestation and expansion expert and coach who specializes in unblocking subconscious limiting beliefs, deprogramming old belief systems and expansion into alignment with your authentic self through mind, body and soul techniques. This lady is fire right here. She likes to rock climb and do other outdoor activities and She's not a bad cook, too. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Megan Conley. What's up, Megan? Hi, thank you so much. That was <laughs> such, a, such a wild, amazing introduction. I appreciate <laughs> well, all the energy. I suppose you're just a wild and amazing person. I guess so. <laughs> so for all the uh, few, for the all the for the few people that don't know you out there, please tell them some more about you. Yeah. So, um, I am, I'm a mindset coach and I really, um, focus on helping people clear, you know, whatever's standing in their way mentally from being able to achieve whatever they want. So a lot of times people will think that it's like money or it's the relationship or it's their living situation that really stops them from being able to go after what they want. But it's all the excuses. It's all the limiting beliefs that we have programmed in us. And we don't even know that that's happening. And so um, I really enjoy helping people to clear that so that they can see who they really are. You know, Um, I, I guess my story is that I got into this work, um, really organically and randomly. I was working in corporate for seven years and it was fine. I thought it was good. I was making a lot of money, but towards the end of it, I started to just get really like annoyed and frustrated with all the work that I had to do. Like I would, I remember getting mad when someone would send me an email. Like I was just I was getting to this point where I'm like, this is not, I don't want to do this at all. Um, And so I left to become a health coach because I was really into nutrition and exercise and health at the time. And I was going through my own kind of personal health struggles. So I was going to school for that. And um, when I left my job, I started health coaching. Well, what happened was, in during COVID, um, my job was like, we're either going to furlough you or you can leave. And so I left, um, I was already in school. So I was like, I might as well just start. So I started a lot earlier than I was, I guess, planning or ready to. 
And once I started health coaching, I really started to realize that like you can give people all of the resources and all of the education and you can regurgitate everything that you've learned. But in order for them to actually change their lifestyle and change their habits and, and all of that kind of stuff, it really, it, it all starts in the mind. And if your mind isn't in the right place, the changes that you're making aren't going to stick. And so you're not really going to get what you want. Right. Um, so I actually was in the process of like trying to grow my business and I came across this coaching program that was really focused on how to, you know, grow your business. But on the other hand, there was a lot, I would say about 80% of mindset work weaved into it. So it was really like, we're going to teach you how to grow your business, but we're actually going to show you that it's your mind that's stopping you from growing your business. So yeah, it was, um, it was really amazing. This was like where I had all of my, all of my revelations started to come up. I started to realize like the, the mind is stopping me. So as I was working through my mental blocks, I was seeing how beneficial it was. And I was feeling this huge shift in my life. And so I just started like weaving that into my current coaching sessions with my clients. So they signed up for health coaching and we started there and then they ended up getting mindset coaching, which, you know, if you ask any of them, they're like, so, so grateful for it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's like how I, how I discovered, you know, all of this work. And since then, it's just been a lot of experimentation with different kinds of tactics, um, different spirituality methods, all that I'm experiencing for myself to help change my own life. And Mm -hmm. then whatever I learn, I take like these little pieces and I, I start, I mesh them together. And then that's the program. That's like what I offer. It's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's awesome that I can like create something that is a perfect blend of all the things that have transformed my life and that I know for a fact have made a difference. What was holding you back? What did, what did you find that was holding you back? I mean, of course it was your mindset, but like what specifically? Yeah. Um, a lot of it was fear of rejection, which I think we're going to talk about today. I haven't totally cleared that one. I mean, it's definitely gotten better, but as you know, it's, it's a, it's a slow burn, Mm -hmm. right? It takes, it takes a lot. So, um, Definitely fear of rejection, which was stopping me from like putting myself out there mm-hmm. uh, in terms of marketing, putting like reaching out to people that I knew would be interested, but I was afraid they were going to tell me no. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with money, like with how much I was charging, I was way undervaluing myself because yeah. I was afraid that what I was offering wasn't good enough. Um, and that, that I've completely cleared, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, little, that feels little, so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like that. Cause I mean, I know I struggled with that for years. Um, you, I mean, you've heard my story as far as me, not meeting my father and everything. So always felt like I was good enough. And I got into relationship after relationship and friendship after friendship where they just proved my, like my subconscious belief that was true. You know what I mean? I'm not good enough. And then after you set your, after you get rid of the limiting beliefs and you can set your boundaries and you can 
raise your standards and you can have higher expectations of yourself and others, man, it's the most phenomenal feeling in the world, isn't it? Everything shifts. Everything shifts. Yeah. And I think the craziest part about, you know, doing the business program was every issue that I would bring up would be something that was happening in my business, but it was always related to something in my personal life. Mm. It always came back to like something that I was going through or something that I had always struggled with, Mm -hmm. you know, since I was younger, which is how it happens. But I didn't at the time, as I'm, as I'm getting coached, I'm just like, Oh, it's not even really about my business at all. It's just about the way that I show up in the world in general. I, um, yeah, everything's spiritual. Yeah. And, and, you know, and my experience is the more alignment that you are with your spirit and the creator and with yourself, the more that you're in alignment with everything else, whether it be with your health, your relationships, uh, your, 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 um, I mean, heck your, your career and business, Mm -hmm. everything just goes in alignment with what you go inside. And you make sure that you, one, in, uh, heal those internal wounds, those emotional wounds. And two, once you have faith that you are uh, like a divine expression of the creator, you know? Yeah, I think I think connecting to your soul is like, I, I don't think you can do this work without that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's possible because there that, that was a huge thing I actually had to go through was like, what do I believe in? Because I grew up in a Catholic household. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my, I told you this, but my dad passed away when I was six years old. Mm-hmm. And so my mom was very connected to the church and still is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a huge save, saving grace for her. And for me, I just, I went to Catholic school my whole life. Like mm-hmm. it was something that was, I never really, chose it was just you know how was i gonna choose i was so young i didn't even know but when i like started to (laughs) i just stopped i stopped believing in anything eventually because i was just like this isn't i don't think i believe in this i don't know if this is for me and i don't want to follow something that i don't know that i believe in yet so So like agnostic or atheist I think I wouldn't even give it a label. I would just say it wasn't that I didn't believe. I just was like, I'm not going to practice a a religion. Um, I'm just going to live my life. And then, you know, maybe eventually I'll figure it out. And Mm -hmm. when I started doing this mindset work, I realized it was like necessary for me to really sit down and sit with myself and ask myself like, what is it that I believe? Mm. And the more that I got into like spirituality and doing spiritual practices, I started to, I started to develop my own, I guess my own religion, my own sense of like what spirituality means to me, Mm -hmm. because I do think it's different for everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that you've had spiritual experiences that are 110% different from what I've had. Yeah. Right. And so I think it's just like at the core of it, what I have come to discover and believe is that spirituality is just connecting with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. You're, you're like you were saying, your true aligned 
self. And that's the guiding force. And if you believe that you are the divine and you believe that, you know, the universe exists and you're part of the universe and you're a reflection of the universe, then like, it's all the same thing. hundred percent. So that was really huge. Like I had to come to that in order to really break through the mindset stuff in the physical world. hundred percent. Right. The, the um, I, I see that the relationship with the creator or, and that's the thing, you know, it's all different types of nicknames for something that we don't, we've never seen. Or, right. I mean, we see it every single day. I see it right now, but we don't, we have never seen, ha- have this like, there's, you know, cause Christians think that there's like a heaven and like, there's a God and there's mm-hmm. Jesus, but, but I, I, I see the universe, but I don't see a physical thing that is affecting me in the quantum field. And yeah, you know what I mean? Yes. So, so like, as I digress, this relationship that we have with the creator is on an individual basis type of thing. My relationship with my mom is different than your relationship with, with my mom or with my mom. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, you don't, even, yeah. you don't even know my mom. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's, it's, it's it, that's the thing, you know, my mom has a relationship with the creator. You have a relationship with the creator. I have a relationship with the creator and it doesn't matter what your relationship is. As long as you find that comfort in that, you know what I mean? The, this, that, yeah, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I'm, I, I really don't knock anybody for whatever they follow, but you know, I think it's so important that each individual person does that individual work and can come to that individual understanding of it because it's not just this is how you know it's not just like this is how it is and this is how it's like the my whole thing with god right i'm i'm trying to reframe my relationship with that word because i grew up believing that it was this like die (laughs) you know in the clouds that's just like picking us up and moving us around and controlling everything Mm -hmm. and to me now that i've done my own exploration i'm like oh god is just me like i i am god yes you know what i mean but i i still have a hard time even saying the word god in context because i feel like it puts it puts your um the control and like your, I don't want to say faith. It it just puts all of like your, I guess, faith and control Mm -hmm. in this thing that's outside of you. Mm -hmm. And I really, if like, if you believe God is in you, God is you, God is divine, you you, you know, it's the divine, it's the universe, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Like to me that that's in me. So I'm not going to talk about it. Like it's outside of me. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. A hundred percent. I also believe that I am God um, in the sense that in the sense that you see this, this uh, fingernail, this fingernail is me. You know what I mean? It does its Mm -hmm. own thing. I don't, you know, do anything. It just does its own thing. You know what I mean? Through the body and the subconscious, it grows. And I do what I can to be a blessing to it. I clean it out and I clip it. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, it's like, it's a, so I feel like I'm a, like I said, a divine expression of the creator, but also I am the creator as in it, a a piece of it, you know, like it it created me out of it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, um, I do. I get it. Sure. <laughs> and when it's it, so funny talking about this kind of stuff because it's like you feel like you're not making sense, yeah. but if you understand it, it, you really are. Yeah. The um, and also with that, I started seeing the creator. Um, because there's a guy named T.D. Jakes. He's a wonderful pastor. Shout out to Bishop T.D. Uh, Jakes, and um, he said that it doesn't care what you call it. It doesn't care. It like mm-hmm. if we were to actually experience and witness it, it, we it would blow our mind of what it actually is. It it blows my mind just reading about it. You know what I mean? In different yeah. uh, books and and uh, literature, it, it blows my mind with how powerful that it is, but how powerful we are as well. Like and to actually experience the miracles of life, it blows my mind. You know what I mean? So like saying the creator or whatever it may be, it's all that thing that I had to redevelop my relationship with the universe and, and, and God, because I, you know, I was a Christian. I really dug into that. And I still, I mean, I really appreciate the parables and the stories of the Bible. You know what I mean? It, it means so much to me, whether it be, the faith of Abraham and um, um, David or the wisdom of Solomon or it's just the love of Jesus. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that stuff really has shaped my faith, yo. It's, and give me something like, okay, this, it's a blueprint. This person did this. Like I know David did this, so don't do that. <laughs> but I, know that <laughs> I know that this is how Jesus loves. So you can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, the... It's kind of like being in a, a, a long, long-term relationship and then looking at your partner and saying, we need to do something different. We need to grow in a different way together. So whether um, we call the creator Elohim or Allah or mm-hmm. divine spirit, infinite intelligence, doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter as long as we, yeah. see that in the, we look in the mirror and see that it's also us. Exactly. Right. And I think this is, this is a really important point with this kind of work too, because it's the same thing. Like we grow up and we're raised a certain way. We all have these different experiences. We all process things differently, but we're all put through the same systems essentially. Mm. And like school, for example, or, you know, you grow up with a type of religion or without one. Um, it's just, there's a lot of different kinds of things that we go through. And I think that in order to tap into your true self, to, to find and discover who your authentic aligned self is, you kind of have to question all of that. And you have to ask yourself, okay, what do I really believe in and Mm -hmm. why, Mm -hmm. And how does it all make sense to me? And how does it feel to me? And I, that's a lot of work that I'm like really starting to incorporate into my sessions. You know, it's like, there's limiting beliefs that were created that need to be cleared, but there's also this programming that happened that we have to really take a deep look at. And for some of us, it's like, in some situations we need to stop and just like let things kind of unfold, like with the whole spirituality thing, it was helpful for me to just stop and say, I'm going to figure 
this out mm-hmm. on my own, you know? Um, but I, it's the same with anything, like even just the, the standard of beauty mm. out there, you know, you have all these, all these people and I'm, I'm a victim to it too. Like, over-exercising and like under-eating and restricting so that you can look a certain way or, you know, getting all this work done so you can look a certain way and fit into this certain standard. And, you know, you know that it gives you this temporary high, but at the end of the day, how fulfilled are you and how, how sustainable is it? Mm -hmm. You have to find like, what's your standard of beauty? Yeah. You know, what's Mm -hmm. your version of spirituality what's your idea of success like all of that stuff has to be redefined individually i think mm-hmm. to get connected to who you are 100 the, the there's a lot of the programming that goes on and, and we all have to you know experience it we all experience it from day one because of our parents you know our parents in the community that we live in you know from chicago to cincinnati it's all it's all we're, we're all put in this place to where we have to to kind of survive we have to survive by getting along with our environment i've i had to walk mm-hmm. around walk around crackheads and crack dealers and i had to you know listen to gunshots you know what i mean and and you ha- you probably grew up with a totally different experience as a child and then you have after a while you have to break out and expand from that old environment from those old systems like you said whether it be school or spirituality and religion or like um pop culture in general you know like trying to be a part of that zeitgeist of the trends we don't it's it's crazy because we can get so trapped in it because of Mm -hmm. all the distractions that are around now i was distracted as a kid with television and video games and now it's all about the cell phone you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and netflix and you you have to break out of that and like stay within yourself and once you like you said start asking those questions of why am i a part of that system what does that truly mean to me am I happy with that system? And, you know, it's like, I and also realizing you can make your own system. Yes, you You should. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like you could totally go out and and do what the hell you want to do. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like this idea that, you know, it's all about the way that you look at it. It's all about your perception. Mm -hmm. Right. And if Mm -hmm. like social media, for example, it could be a very like triggering experience every single time that you open up your app and you're going through it and you're constantly comparing yourself and you're constantly handing over your self-worth to this app, right? Mm -hmm. It can, it happens so easily, but you can also, when you do the self-work, you can get to this point where you're like, oh wait, no, this is, this isn't that, this is a vehicle to helping me connect with people. This is a vehicle to expressing my true self. Mm -hmm. Like there's two different ways you can approach all of these things. Mm -hmm. So it's not, to me, it's like, it's about breaking apart the system Mm -hmm. and understanding it, but then learning how to be your true self 
and operate like hovering over it almost. Like I see what you're doing and I see what the purpose of you is, but I'm going to be my true self regardless. You know what I mean? It's and and it's so much easier said than done. Like I just know this from my experience in high school and in college and you know, my, my, uh, from my marriage that didn't work out. Like when you're in it, you just, you, you have these blinders on you're caught in this, augmented reality right? it, uh, yes <laughs> you're getting this yes. this this alternate reality of where this is all real and like where facebook is real where these relationships are real where people's opinions of of you matter mm-hmm. and and when you truly feel when you see right through it when you see like none of that that shit matters at all like at all, whether I, at tell, all. I, I, you know, when I, when I substitute uh, at schools, I tell the middle schoolers, look around you. 90% of this class won't be communicating with you <laughs> in the next eight years, yo. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> right? you're, you're, yeah. Yeah. You're hitting with them with some real, real shit. <laughs> yes. So, um, and, and with social media, it's all very fleeting, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, even with friendships, even with friendships, like friendships can come and they can go. And we all change. It's about adapting to those, adapting to those changes and making sure that you're solid within yourself. And that takes some, some deprogramming, like you said in your intro, Mm -hmm. that deprogramming is one of the, I found it was one of the most difficult things to do by going through therapy, going to conferences, reading the books, doing yeah. a habit change it's it's a constant work constant work for somebody that doesn't have the techniques yeah it's re- oh yeah for sure because the techniques are not taught at all oh no <laughs> none of it right no and so that's why i think it's so cool when you like come in contact with people that are doing this kind of work because you know that they found it within themselves mm-hmm. so you know that it's like that's so cool to me <laughs> Right. Like it's not something that you copied. It's something that's like really developed inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I, that's why I think it is so important for people that want to do this work, that they work with somebody like I have a, I have a mindset and spirituality coach. Mm -hmm. I need it because Mm -hmm. I want to keep growing and I want to keep expanding. And I still have triggers come up. Like no matter how much I do this work, some triggers still come up and I need Mm -hmm. help. Mm-hmm. even though I'm a mindset coach and I have all of these tactics and techniques to get me out of it. Sometimes that doesn't even work because I can't get out of my own way. Right. Right. Uh, I, know? I like my mentors are so much to me because they show me the way, Hey, you know what? You're trying to see the sunset, but you're headed East. I'm like, Oh, like the, the, the way that they can, that coaches and mentors can put you back on the path that you need to, or just know the path and say, Hey, this is where you need to go. Yeah, man. It's, it's the most beneficial thing that I've ever had. And that goes from me now being a a self-talk engineering coach to even when I was a kid, the mentors that I had, the, the coaches and the uncles and the, the bosses that I had that really helped raise me. It, mm-hmm. it, it's it's the thing that really um i don't know where i would be without it i would still be lost i'd probably be in cincinnati 
with about 17 kids. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a crazy job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's like a huge piece, the support piece and not even just from coaches, but even just like having conversations like this mm-hmm. where you're like, Oh, there's, there's someone out there that's across the country. That's doing the same thing that understands this, that gets this. Like I have this group of girlfriends who we just, um, all got together virtually, uh, like six months ago. Mm-hmm. And now we meet every other week for like three hours. We'll just talk. <laughs> and we're all just like, we're all in different areas of, of spiritual work or started our own business or whatever. And we just mm-hmm. like come together and just have these like really cool conversations. Yeah. And we, I've never even met I've met one of the girls in person. Mm. I've never met anybody else in person. <laughs> and I think that's amazing. Yeah. That like that support, just knowing every other week, I'm going to like get to talk to these girls and just feel like I'm not alone Yeah, because this work is not being done by a lot of people. So you just feel really alone sometimes Yeah, and having that support. It's just like, okay, like I'm on, it's just a reassurance, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm on the right track. I'm doing the right stuff. My work is, is important to me. It matters to other people. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, it's helpful. It's that, it's that mastermind principle that uh, Napoleon Hill talks about and think and grow rich. And it's also, it's, it's meeting fellow, I call, I call us like Harriet Tubman's. So what, what was so great about Harriet Tubman is that she ran from I think Maryland. Yeah, she ran from Maryland to Philadelphia. Okay. Which is the craziest thing ever. I didn't even know like slavery was that far north. First of all, you, you always <laughs> think like, oh, at Ohio, slavery stops. But like, no, Harriet Tubman is one of the most uh famous, most well-known s- slaves, uh, freed slaves, well, runaway slaves, and oh, let's say women that were slaves. How about that? And um it was so far north. Anyway, as I digress, Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman, she went back. She saw freedom and then she went back to get her family and friends and others. And it's like, that's how I feel now. Like, mm. I, I remember feeling so trapped by my mind and so, so boggled down. And you could say, even say enslaved by systems. And now to break free of all that, to break free of all that through my with my subconscious mind, I have to. I I, I feel like it's I, I I got to go back and I have to make sure that as many people are freed with me and experience this life without their limiting beliefs and negative emotions. I have a question for you because Yo. this is something that I I totally agree with you on, and I feel I feel that within me the same way. Yeah. But my question is, do you feel like, you know, you sometimes are going after people that aren't ready for it? How do you do that? Like, how do you go after people that and try and bring them to freedom when they don't know what freedom is? You know, I stopped. I, I tried. I try to stop um, reaching for people that aren't ready. And you know when they're ready, when they're actively looking for something. Mm-hmm. When they're actively looking for something and they're showing up for their divine appointments, that's when you know that they're like, 
I, I never tell, I don't ask for referrals. I don't ask for referrals anymore <laughs> because yeah. usually it's like, oh, this person needs this. I don't want the person that needs it. I want the person that desires it, that wants yeah, it. I agree. You know what I mean? Like going after yeah. the person that needs it. That's so much work. It is. It's so hard. That's hard as hell. Yo. It's exhausting. For real. For real. Yeah. It's like, I because that person has no guiding light. That person has no vision of anything, but they have right now. They can't see past what they, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Right. right. And they, they just don't have the consciousness of a better life through getting rid of their limiting beliefs. Yeah. So it's like, why even wait, wait for that person. And when that person is ready and they remember, oh yeah, Megan said that I can reach out to her when I'm ready. Yeah. Then, then that's when it's all smooth but man like trying to convince somebody that they need something oh my god yeah it's so hard hell nah hell it's hard it's hard i definitely struggled with this in the beginning of my business a Mm -hmm. lot because i was like i want to help everybody and i want to help the people that need it the most you Mm -hmm. know that are in these like really dark holes and Mm -hmm. It's like, I think I was probably doing that from my own subconscious need to yep. prove myself. Yep. Uh, so that was something that I had to work on <laughs> and let go. Uh, but at the same time, it's like it's you real. do, you see these, you see a lot of people struggling and you're like, well, I have this, this gift and mm. this knowledge and I know that I can help them. But at the same time, yeah, it's like, it's so exhausting. It's like, yeah. you're just giving, 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 giving yeah. and not receiving anything. There's no like value exchange exactly. and that's, it's just depletes you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I turned to a more high ticket offer because mm-hmm. those people are willing to invest in themselves. And I made the investment into college because I invested into myself. I made the investment into going through three levels of NLP courses because I, I, this is this it means something to me. Yeah. Um, so this the investment, whether it be big or small, you have to make some type of investment. Uh, and the bigger the investment is, the more the person is going to care about it and utilize it in the yeah. long run as well. The investment piece is is huge. huge. It's huge. That was like the one huh, that was the first limiting uh, belief or limiting block that mm. I worked through ever was the investment into the program that changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like I literally, I remember even having the conversation with the woman who was, um, you know, inviting me into the, the coaching group. And I remember saying like, I, if I do this and it doesn't work, I'm not going to be able to pay my rent. Like that's, that was where it was at. Yeah. And so I had to go through this really big mental thing Mm -hmm. where everyone in my life that I was talking to about doing this program was like, don't do it, (laughs) you know? And I had, Mm. and I, but I felt in my heart, I'm like, well, what if I don't do it? Yeah. Nothing's going to change. Right. I'm going to be exactly where I am. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I needed to invest that money in myself. And Mm -hmm. it's like the minute, literally the day that I did it, Mm -hmm. I signed up, I signed a high ticket client, my first high ticket client. Boom. I was like, this is, Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is how it's supposed to work. You're supposed mm-hmm. to put put this investment in yourself. Yeah. And then it's going to come right back to you tenfold, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. The law of circulation, yo. 
Yeah, but it's that it's stepping into that. Yeah, that's the hardest. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, because people have to see the value in it. They have to know that the juice is worth the squeeze. Totally. Yeah, that's another thing too. I'm interested to hear your opinion on this because this is like, I have to see to believe. Mm-hmm. What? A, that's why we're on this podcast right now, yo. That's why we're on this podcast because people can't believe that that you can get rid of a negative emotion or limiting belief in minutes. And I was like, oh yeah. Well, let me prove it to you. And I just was like, I'll show you. Um, so for those that believe in you and like love you and truly connect with you, they're going to rock with you no matter what. Yeah. But other, other people just have their limiting beliefs. They have their limiting beliefs. So therefore, they're not going to they need to see. They need to see what's going on and they need somebody else to experience it that they know or that looks like them in order for them to really believe. In yeah. It. Yeah. And that that's um, why I like to call expanders. You know, it's like people that you see that are out there doing what you thought wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Or people that are like at or were at the same point in their lives mm-hmm. as you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at if you look at like Bill Gates, like he's not an expander for me because mm. I don't I can't relate to where he what like his journey is so so far away from what mine was right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if i if there's like somebody that i know maybe like lost their dad or somebody that's like been through um like the similar health issues or whatever and they Mm -hmm. were able to heal themselves like that to me is like that's an expander Right. right yeah yeah and to play devil's advocate I think that people like Bill Gates are expanders for different people as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. That have been on that journey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's what I'm, it's like expanders are different for it's individual. Exactly. You know, you have to be able to relate to them because if you can't relate to them, you can't see that it's possible for you to get where they are. hundred percent. It's so, and that's why uh, they like in the, in like black culture, like in African-American culture, it's so it's always talked about of having representation you know what i mean because like shows like um the fresh prince and shows like good times they had the representation on television of something that was bigger than what we were experiencing out there in america it's like mm-hmm. wow we're actually on tv yo yeah and, and uh having that representation kind of makes you dream it shows you like, wow, I can have a better life. I can do more than what I'm doing right now. It's sick too. That 100%. one that one thing can just boom, take off and, and uh, change your life. That's such a great example. I love that. That's that's honestly that's huge. <laughs> it is. TV is like celebrities, TV, you know, music, all of that, all of the stuff that people are out there creating. Mm-hmm. Like it's all opportunities for expansion, mm-hmm. right? 100%. Or opportunities to shrink yourself. I think it's, again, it's just how you look at it. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it seems like it can, oh, it definitely can be on both ends of the spectrum. Definitely. Now, 
on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, we talk to people that are dope that can give you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. And it's that time. It's that time we are going to be releasing a limiting belief or a fear of yours today. Mm -hmm. Now, we do this through the mental and emotional release process. Uh, I'm going to talk to the audience out there real quick. Now, guys, this is a a neuro-linguistic programming technique. Please don't try this at home by yourself. Hit me up, charleswolfwork.com. I'm a nice person, I promise. I'll talk to you more about it, and um, I'll I'll give you... um, I'll give you directions on it and I'll definitely give you some more information. And also for you, Megan, I am not a social worker. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist, I'm not a physician in any type of way. I'm just a understood. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually right. don't think that you need those kinds of certifications mm-hmm. or titles in order to be qualified to do any of this kind of Dude, work, but that's just me dude when i heard that for number one uh tony robbins never had a nlp certification that blew my mind and number two he never went to college that blew my mind so i'm like oh man and he's like one of the most impactful dudes in the world and he didn't he doesn't have any education yeah that's just he's that programming yeah 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 it's that programming we need to have all this experience we need yeah. to have all these like i don't know certifications and Mm-hmm. letters Thanks. letters next to our name and yeah. to be important and that's yeah. just not, not true hell no nah. hell no nah. uh, i appreciate i appreciate that that disclosure because it's <laughs> it doesn't matter to me <laughs> that's why you're awesome and i couldn't wait for this uh podcast so megan today we are going are you ready we're going to release the fear of rejection today you ready I'm ready you ready to talk yeah. about it a little bit talk about your fear of rejection Oh, just talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Just um, well. Well. Okay. Okay. So, I, I want you to talk about how it affects you. Okay. I think my fear of rejection. Uh. Yep. It's like all you can like start. I'm feeling it in the body right yeah, now, yeah. all in my chest and in what my throat. It, what, <clears throat> what does it feel like? Uh, it just feels constricted. Um, like. Like, don't say it. Don't mm-hmm. say it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Throat is dry. Chest is like heavy mm-hmm. almost. I actually felt this the other day. It's like, it feels like there's like a shield mm-hmm. on my, on my chest and my stomach. And mm-hmm. it's like not a part of me, but it's like on me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to do this. I guess the, the fear of rejection is it's stopping me from fully being able to express myself a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. I would say that I'm, I'm pretty good about it most of the time, but there are like, there are just moments, um, in my business, I guess with marketing specifically in my business, it's like, am I showing up in a way that's like attractive to people or am I showing up in a way that is going to get them to listen to me? So there's this like ego piece of me. That's just like, I need people to understand what I'm saying to think that I'm important. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess I get a little bit of like 
perfectionism, OCD type way when it comes to showing up because I'm afraid that if I show up sloppy mm-hmm. or if I show up like not making any sense, right. That mm-hmm. I'm just going to be judged, um, abandoned. Like that's really, mm. so maybe it's, I mean, rejection, I guess in that sense, it leads to the abandonment. Mm-hmm. Which one is more powerful, fear of rejection or fear of abandonment? I don't know. Um, Say it out loud, fear of abandonment. Fear of abandonment, fear of rejection. It feels like they're both... like intertwined yeah both like linked together yeah because to me rejection equals abandonment i guess okay all right that's what your intuition tells you then one will help the other big time Mm -hmm. can i ask you a question sure how much money do you think you're leaving on the table because of your fear of rejection what do you mean money i'm leaving on the table I'm talking about like with you not marketing and doing everything for your business. Hmm. Yeah, I would say a lot, probably a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to me, my brain right now is like, uh, okay, so it's not. It's like the block before showing up. Mm-hmm. 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 that's what it is that's like unclear and sticky for me um yeah what was the question <laughs> how much money are you leaving on the table uh because that's it's like <laughs> yeah yeah i just think yeah. like you know the uh because you're you're phenomenal and you being able to just show up and continue to show up and practice showing up and seeing what works and what doesn't work and not just, and like being paralyzed by the fear of rejection is mm-hmm. keeping you from testing shit out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I do feel, I feel like it's holding me back from just like release, you know, like just that freedom that you get from just, stepping into who you are and showing mm-hmm. up as yourself like without that fear you know amen. I mean? amen yeah for sure and also what other um what other parts of life besides business does it show up for you um i think in my friendships mm-hmm. for sure like i have a hard time putting myself out there like for mm-hmm. example i just moved here to mm-hmm. bend right mm-hmm. in um may And I haven't really put myself out there to meet new people, Mm -hmm. friends, um, and, and form like deep connections or friendships. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, this is probably where it's more strong, like than my business is just me being afraid to just show up in person Mm -hmm. that like social anxiety that I sometimes 
get. Mm -hmm. I guess that that is really like the fear of, oh, this is bringing up a lot for me. Um, Like the fear of just looking stupid or, Mm -hmm. you know, people being like, oh, this girl's weird or Mm -hmm. she's, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't get her or she doesn't know anything. That's like a big one for me, like not being smart enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That, that I would say it it shows up in my, in social situations. Mm -hmm. And all I want to do when I'm in those situations is just like chill and be myself. But I I just like get this, oh, I've got to like say the right thing and I've Mm got to look the right way and I've got to do the right stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Because you ain't got to do shit. You got to just, you got to do you literally. Right, right. But there's that fear that if I do that, then I'm just not going to be liked and Mm -hmm. I'm going to be like an outcast. Abandonment. Abandoned. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So like fear of judgment, abandonment and not being enough. Yeah. Boom. Rejection. Let's get rid of that shit. Huh? Yeah, I would uh, like to. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. So um, there's three things that you need to do in order for you to have a profound experience. Number one, you got to use your imagination, just like okay. you apparently do with your room. <laughs> number two, you got to follow directions, just like you follow a good recipe or Google Maps. Mm-hmm. And number three is to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide. I'm going to be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. And I'm come from a place of love and high vibrations. I trust you. Thank you. Uh, the uh, We're going to create an imaginary timeline. With your imaginary timeline, your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. If you were to know, where's your past? Uh, my past is to the left. Where's your future? To the right. Yeah, just like mine. <laughs> yeah, real talk. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, uh, something else that you can do to have a profound experience is you can have empathy for others not can but like it's the best thing that you can't forgiveness because once you put yourself in someone else's shoes then you are able to have empathy and compassion and be humble humility is big so i'd really stress that upon you as well and for every single event that you go to it is a trigger that you are releasing it's a breakthrough that you are having so go to yeah. go to as, as many as go to as many events as possible. And I'll give you the signal to do that as well. OK. All right. Let's have some fun. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Just go ahead. And uh, oh, is it is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to, to release this fear of rejection today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you experienced this fear of rejection or experienced re- uh, rejection? Um, yeah, I've been I've been through this before. So the same thing is coming up, actually, uh, that I thought I cleared. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Um, when I was, I guess the first time was probably when I was in grade school and, um, I was best friends with this girl and she 
I just randomly decided she didn't want to be my friend anymore or didn't mm-hmm. want to be my best friend. Mm-hmm. And she uh, found it, found a new best friend. And it was very like, was very loud about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this actually, you know, this, this repeating patterns, right. This happened to me. This has happened my whole life mm-hmm. um, where I get really close to somebody and then, they just decide that there's somebody else better and they're loud about it. Mm-hmm. That's a new thing that's coming up that I haven't accessed before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just felt like alone and like a loser, mm-hmm. like an outcast. Mm-hmm. for sure yeah thank you so being for, for being so raw and authentic yo like i appreciate that you're welcome you know what I mean? <laughs> well no seriously I, I i honor you for that and i mean for showing up right here right now you, you're showing up yeah that's, that's huge the um so thank you for that so much mm-hmm. how old were you when this happened i think i was in I was in like fifth or sixth grade. I don't know how old are you when you're in that. Grade. Can we uh, a little bit younger, like third, third or, or second or younger? Can I find an experience where I was mm-hmm. rejected? Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that experience too, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot. Nah, there's it's... like, there's like a few, there's like a few things that are, coming up but I don't know if I really felt rejected um I'll just say them though I guess yeah so um my sister's was older and um I think I think I mean this like part of my life is so hazy Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. uh she when she would have friends over I would like try and play and I like try and play with them and I was like never in but I was just never like welcomed um did you feel rejected I think like maybe <laughs> it's not strong you know not like sh- there's not there's no emotional charge to it so the that we're we're not necessarily looking for something with the most emotional charge okay we're looking for the root it's just like a, a like so i have a, a theory that not a theory i have a belief that the net the negative emotions and limiting beliefs are like a weed and you have to start at the root the root cause mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you chop it off at the top, say it like fifth grade or last week, then it's just it's going to do just like a weed. It's going to keep growing. Yeah, back. it comes back. Yeah. Sure. But if you deal with that first one, that first time that you felt rejected, whether it be big or small, that's going to be a, that's going to help you have a domino effect. That's going to. Help you release everything else easily. So if you didn't feel rejected, don't fake it. It's okay. 
know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I know it's um it's hard. It's this is a this is a period of time that I I blocked a lot out. I mean, this is right oh. after my dad passed away, so right. there's a lot of um memories that I just can't I haven't sure. been able to access before. Understood. But one thing that I am that is coming up is um when I was in kindergarten, I was in this after school program. Like mm-hmm. I would have to take a bus from my school to this after school, like Bible <laughs> uh, preschool mm-hmm. thing that was mm-hmm. close to my house. And mm-hmm. because my mom worked and so she, I would go there like kindergarten was half day. And then I would go to this school until like five mm-hmm. um and it was a really big school and i didn't really have i don't remember having any friends really mm-hmm. there um and i just i remember oh god why is this coming <laughs> up this is weird um <laughs> there you go this is really weird so and like embarrassing to say but i i really didn't like that i had to go to this after school program because none of the people that i went to school with did and i just really felt like um my mom I don't know. I I don't know. I just felt like, I guess, embarrassed Mm -hmm. uh, that my mom couldn't pick me up. And I was always like, you know, it was always, I was always one of the last people to get picked up. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling, I remember telling people I don't even know I can't even see their faces but I remember saying this that like yeah my mom's gonna pick me up in a limo and she's gonna have chocolate milk ready for me like I remember lying and Mm -hmm. saying that Mm -hmm. so I guess in a sense it was like I just I don't know how I made that mean something about me and how I was being rejected, but I just think it was like, I felt like this isn't, I wanted to fake it. I wanted to be like, this is, you know, even though she's late picking me up, like I'm going to get to ride home in a limo and have chocolate milk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to like justify the negative feelings that I had about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Good one. Good. Thank you so much for digging. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So um, we're going to start at that event and I want, and please um, have compassion and empathy for your mom and for your classmates. Cool. All right. So let's have some fun. You can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process to drop your baggage. <laughs> okay. All right. Just imagine floating up above your timeline and float to the left and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt rejected when you were just a little kid at the after kindergarten program. 
and just hover above that little kid, hover above that little girl, seeing her from a third person point of view, like a fly on the wall. Let me know when you're there. There. All right. Now stay right there. Don't move. Now just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. It's interesting because I'm able to like forgive my mom mm-hmm. to know like she, you know, she was doing she was doing the best that she could. There's no like, there's no like anger or animosity towards that. Mm-hmm. It's like the me stuff that's mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Like how Okay. It's like, what can I even say to myself to accept my circumstances? Like, why did I, why did I feel like I had to lie? Why couldn't I just, like, I want to say to myself, like, just go for it, say it, feel, be okay with, be okay with your present circumstances. Like you're going to grow up and you're going to be able to have as much chocolate milk as you want. (laughs) Yeah. And you, and you will grow up and you won't even want the limo. But to Mm -hmm. me, it's like, those are the things that I said to make myself seem like I wasn't hurting. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. What is what else does she need to hear? What else does she need to hear? Is she good enough? Yeah. Nothing's wrong with her. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. nothing is wrong with her. It's not it's not her fault. Mm -hmm. Oh, she doesn't have to prove herself with. Things, anything making up stories. Yeah. She's equal to everybody and Mm -hmm. nobody is better or worse, no matter what they say or have it's she's, she's equal and she doesn't have to prove herself. That's it. She doesn't have to prove herself. That's right. That's right. Is she loved? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Without going inside the event, why don't you send her that energy of love? Send her some energy of like a hug, a great sense of energy like that. Mm -hmm. Send that to her. Let her know she's good enough. Let her know she doesn't have to prove herself to anybody. Yeah. Send her that energy. One more thing. Look, mm-hmm. look at look from the uh, your classmates point of view. Have compassion and empathy for them too. put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, that, that perspective was really helpful. Mm-hmm. So I'm just seeing like 
everyone was there. We were in an after school program. Like mm-hmm. everyone's parents picked them up late. <laughs> you know, like everyone was at that same point as me. There was no literally no need for me to have to jazz it up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're all going through the same thing. Mm. Remember that. Yeah, I feel I feel good about this. Awesome. Very good. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, just imagine floating deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space in the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Okay. All right, listen closely. Flow very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt that fear of rejection from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of that fear of rejection all the way back to now. Go. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Flow down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, you- that was that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was um I feel good. I feel like there's definitely going to be reinforcement that I have to do with some of these memories because Mm -hmm. some of them have so much more um, attached to it, but Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I could just see that I, I was using these experiences as a way to feel alone Mm -hmm. and to feel like rejected you know Mm -hmm. um but i know it wasn't anything i did i know that it wasn't anybody else's fault i know that all all i really needed was just like love and to just know that what happened happened it doesn't like reflect anything about me and I'm like seeing I'm connecting all the dots because I'm seeing that like the proving myself thing that started so young I didn't realize that and every time that I like lost a friend I felt like, okay, I had to prove myself more. And I see how that can show up in, in business too. Every time I lose a client or every time, you know, I just feel like, okay, what can I do to prove myself more? And I see that it's not proving myself is essentially like a lie. Mm-hmm. It's like the chocolate milk and limo. 
you know, it's like a perfect metaphor analogy. Like it's just anytime that I show up feeling like I have to adjust something or change who I am, it's like, that's the limo and the chocolate milk. It's just not the truth. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Congratulations. Thank you. So we're going to test you for that. Of course. Of course. You just, you showed up for your divine appointment. Hmm. <laughs> um, so let's try, let's uh, test this out. Can you smell bacon? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I had bacon yesterday. <laughs> so I asked that question to get your mind off of the meditation. <laughs> um, I want you, or can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. My mind just immediately takes me to the same memory, mm-hmm. but I don't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. How's your heart and your, you know, your body? Yeah, I feel lighter for sure. Yeah. Do you still feel it like you did so viscerally before? No. Cool. No, I don't feel it at all. Very cool. I feel relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> it's trippy, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I want love you this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt inappropriate or unwarranted. Like you would have felt the fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. But it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just kind of like Like, here's an event that could or should trigger me. Exactly. But it's like, oh, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like, as long as I'm myself, it's Mm -hmm. not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. You just released a bunch of fear. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Feel good? Yeah, yeah, it does. It's it's like yeah, it feels really good. I'm it's just my mind is just racing. Now. Oh yeah. Of oh yeah. All of the all the moments where I felt that way when it was mm. unwarranted, you know. Right. Right. And um I mean for but it, the fear of rejection uh, is any of it unwarranted? Or of any is any of it warranted? No. Yeah. I I, I found that too. No. Yeah, it's just like it's feeling like you don't fit in, but I think the whole yeah. point is that nobody's meant to fit in. Mm-hmm. And at the same time we're all going through the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no way that you can fit in and there's no way that you can't fit in. So it's oh. like, there's no such thing. Right. It doesn't exist. Right. 
which is that's gnarly to think about. <laughs> right. <laughs> what were some of the major lessons that you learned? I mean, you you stated many throughout your first experience. Where the, was there anything else that you learned that really made a difference in you releasing the emotions? I think um, the big one is that you know it's I'm not alone. And everyone is going through something. Everybody's going through the same thing or something. Mm -hmm. And so if a friend left me for somebody else, that was something that they were going through. It was Mm -hmm. just happening in their life. And it's not, again, it's not a reflection of me. And if I can look at that experience and say, well, that wasn't my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. Don't change who you are because of this. Don't try and prove yourself. Don't try and morph. Don't try and like lie. Right. Like this is who this is just part. It's just part of your learning. This is who you are. And and that's at some, you know, timeless level. It's like, this was all this stuff was meant to happen so that you could look back and heal and see it and, and now be able to see things as like, okay, potential clients or clients, like you're just all, everyone's going through something, Mm -hmm. everybody. And so there's no reason to hold yourself back. There's no Mm -hmm. reason to try and be somebody that you're not and Mm -hmm. and prove yourself. Mm -hmm. Because that it pulls away from who you really are and what you've been through. And in some ways, it's like people can relate to you on that level. And that's the thing. Like, it's crazy how this fear of rejection has now helped you see that we're all in this more together than ever because we're all going through our own shit. Like every single person in this world is going through something. You know what I mean? And we're all just doing the best that we can with what we got. Yeah. Wow. Being in the, being in the preschool thing was really, that was really, mm-hmm. um, that opened a lot up for me, putting myself in the perspective of the other kids, even yeah. though I can't even see their faces. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, well, Megan, like everybody is sitting here waiting for their parents to pick them <laughs> up. Right. Like, yeah. What, you know, everybody has this, has this feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, but look at like, we get to hang out with each other and we get Mm -hmm. to play and we, you get to connect and you get to learn how to fucking socialize with people at a very young age. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's so much better than like having to go home. Oh, now all this stuff is opening up for me, Uh-oh. but like so much better to go home than to go home and just like brain out on TV or video mm. games or whatever. Like you were socializing, mm-hmm. you were like, yeah. And you were also learning how to like stand on your own and be mm-hmm. independent and like, look mm-hmm. at all this shit. Right. <laughs> so, um, that was very, that was really, it was very healing and very eye-opening yeah what a great sense of gratitude that you get from such a traumatic situation that you thought it was traumatic when you were younger yeah 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 Yeah. like i it's like 
I never thought I would have thanked my father for not being around that type of thing. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I needed to go through these things to become the person that I am today. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had a very similar, I've done a lot of work, you know, with losing my dad, obviously it's been like something very, I focused a lot Mm -hmm. on that and Mm -hmm. it, it did take me a really long time to stop being angry at the Mm -hmm. situation and at the Mm -hmm. world and to be like, oh, like who, who in the world would I be if that didn't happen to me, you know, or if that didn't happen in my life. And now it's like when you, I, this is why I love this work. Cause you can go back to those memories. I actually had a, a session where I like, it was like a hypnotherapy session where mm-hmm. we went back to the day that my dad passed away and I was mm-hmm. able to fully shift the memory and it's like i just want to highlight how important this work is because i used to go back to that memory like subconsciously and feel really shitty and just Mm -hmm. feel really alone and lost and all abandoned and all this stuff and now anytime that i think about that the his passing or or even just him in general like i pull on this this memory that I've changed and it, it makes me happy. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's really important. This work is really, really important. Hell yeah. The most, the most important you, for you to show up authentically and to be, for you to just be freaking happy. That's it. You know, it's just about being happy. (laughs) Truly. Yes. On a soul level. Mm Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You know, and there's just these different layers and you just got to keep pulling them back, pulling them back. Yeah. It's it's so important. There's always work to be done. There's (sighs) always those little memories that you block out that you can't see, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's very, it's cool. It is. It's cool. Yeah. It's like when you do it so much, you get to this point where you're like, all right, I'm ready. Like yeah. what other memory can I unlock and heal? Mm-hmm. I'm ready for oh it. Oh my gosh. Cool. Especially when you got a modality like this that mm-hmm. you can just take care of so much in such a small amount of time. You're just like, oh yeah, let's do it. like what else can I clean up? Like let's keep refining myself like a diamond. Just keep cutting away. Yeah. At it, all the fat off of it. Yeah. yeah and then you get to just like stand in who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feels so good. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm just I'm I'm proud of you. Very good. Good job, yo. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. you you killed that. <laughs> Thank you. That yeah. was that was great. I I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. I I like seeing someone that's so knowledgeable about it go through it as well. Like you getting in touch with your heart and, int- and your intuition, mm-hmm. you searching your memories and finding something that you haven't found in a, such a long time. You talking through through it with yourself and, you know, really um, looking at, at a different perspective and having that epiphany of that's the secret right there. It was yeah. that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And it's it's I think it's necessary because I do this. I do some of this kind of work with my clients. Mm-hmm. And um how do you do, how do you walk them through it? If you can't, if you don't know how, what they're going through, if you don't know how they're trying to access a memory that their mind is blocking them from, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's just, 
you know, it's like, I go through, I go through this just today now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, like this, this gives me more compassion when I'm even doing this with my clients, because I know that it's, it's not a very easy thing. No. So, so it's made you you... do it very well. Oh, well, thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah. You're very patient. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I hope it's, yeah, you kind of have to be, I think. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll tell you some stories. Uh, We're going to wrap this up because I feel like, I feel like, uh, it's like you and I definitely definitely have a divine appointment, but right now I think um, I, the people are just waiting. Just want to hear one more a word of wisdom from you, please. I would just say, don't be afraid to do the work. Yeah. Don't be afraid to find yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't, if you feel like you're holding yourself back, And even if you don't know why Mm -hmm. seek out people that are doing this work to help you, because it, even if you don't know that you're stuck, Mm -hmm. you just don't feel happy. Like you have no idea how much weight you're carrying around that can be released. So just don't be afraid of that. The idea is scarier than actually doing the work. Always. Yeah. Ah, you're the best. Good job, Megan. Thank, thank you. you. This thank was you, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the Drop Your Baggage podcast. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all as well for your attention and your support. And here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. Uh, please, if you like this, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button if you're on YouTube or Facebook. And if you're on any podcast platform, give a brother five stars and some feedback, please. Uh, Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace.